Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you'd like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere I go. Become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash oysterworldradio and support the show today. Welcome to Oyster World. Radio. Hello, Oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, we bring on Anna Stetkova. Anna is hilarious and welcomed us into her home with open arms. It wasn't easy to get her on the show, though. She had a hilarious encounter with a journalism student at her university in which she uniquely talked about her love for spring. But her wariness didn't last very long, thankfully. As we dug into her story, it was interesting to see her struggle and cope with the typical question of what the heck do I want to do with my life? A problem that is found all over the globe, yet we still force 16 to 18-year-olds to make lasting decisions about what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Even though Anna is in the middle of the struggle, she takes a travel-based approach to not only buy her some time, but get new inputs into her life, both of which I think are extremely important. This podcast is for anyone that is struggling with a major fork in the road, and with that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Anna Stetkova. Anna, welcome to Oyster World Radio. We're really excited to have you on. You and Matea have been such great couch surfing hosts for us. And it's been really fun getting to know you over the last couple of days and your absolute love for radio. And I, I've, I've tried to drag you onto the podcast finally successfully, but it seems that you were a little hesitant after the, the last radio <laughs> experience that you had in school. And it seems like you really like spring, though, from what we were talking about. Yeah, I love spring. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is waking up and you can smell it in the air, how beautiful it actually is. It's like a phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) See, I loved your answer because, well, the reporter didn't really give you a good chance. I think he set you up for failure. He's like, oh, what time do you, are you expecting or what time is your favorite time of the year? Like yeah. spring, of course, <laughs> of course. But uh, her, her expression was really, uh, I don't get it. I'm going to leave now. Really? She was just like, what? This is what I asked. But, and <laughs> yeah. just try to get out as quickly as possible. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> then we, I never seen her again, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, every now and then, maybe a sideways to, glance, but she's just trying keep your to head avoid down. me. <laughs> She sees you in the hallway and then walks the long way around. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's that spring girl. <laughs> Once again, I liked your answer. I think it was good. Especially with your arms waving as you described that you love spring so much. And I feel the same way. It is really nice. Especially since me and Jackie got to escape winter and then come back to Europe when it was spring. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's like waking up. It's like waking up again from a deep hibernation. <laughs> and everything exactly. is reborn. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, so enough, enough of that, and I'm really excited to get to know you and your story and have everyone else listen in, because I think you are in a time in your life that a lot of people struggle with, and I really appreciate how you're going about trying to figure it out. So without spoiling too many of the details, we'll start exactly at the beginning, where you were born, where you started growing up, and I know I've been practicing the name of the small town that you lived in, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try one more time. Nova, ah, crap, Novotinki, Novotinki. 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 Is no. that even close? No. Oh, crap. It is, but it's... <laughs> you make fun of me on my own show? <laughs> Which is deserved. Okay, Novotinki. Okay. It, oh, it doesn't okay. matter. It's the several hundreds of habitants that it has. doesn't matter. Okay. So, yeah, well, it was a really small town. And you, you did move a lot when you were... Yeah. I was born in Pilsen, but then we moved to countryside. Then we moved again. And then again. And then that was the time we moved to Novotinki. Uh, so I went to uh, kindergarten there. Uh, since I was three years old, then to elementary school. But it was a small village, so I didn't have any friends there, only my cousins that hated me. What? So... Really? Your cousins hated you? Yeah, well... So it was, a, it was pretty tough then, if there wasn't uh, many kids your age? And... Yeah, I was pretty alone, but I, have, I had one, one friend that was living just 10 kilometers away, so... Yeah, so, and that, that's the, I keep hearing that over and over again, because, I mean, in a small town, there's not very many inhabitants, and they're pretty spread out, so 10 kilometers away is pretty far for me, I'm like, wow, you had to travel that far okay, to see you your know, friend? You, but, know, you already know me, okay, yeah, now, now I was thinking about it, maybe it was just three kilometers away, <laughs> because once I walked it... <laughs> If you walked you 10 get... kilometers as a kid, I would have been really yeah, it was impressed. was really far away. <laughs> still, 3 kilometers isn't okay, a three. joke. That's still pretty far away. So it, it seems that you, you were born in Pilsen and moved a lot when you were really young. So you probably don't remember too much of the other places, but this was really where you started to grow up. Yes, but it was a small farm, kind of a farm. We had some animals and it was very nice. We went to forest and to the uh, small stream and with my friend we went fishing and yeah. canoeing and swimming and going with horses to the river and it's very nice oh, so there was a really big it's outdoor like, like cow, cowgirls yeah <laughs> pretty much so you would just go out and go to the stream what was your favorite thing to do was it the horses or the fishing mm -hmm. or the canoeing just... and, and hor horses in the river. Was, they were swimming. And the horses were and swimming. We were sitting too? on them. So right oh, now. that's pretty cool. <laughs> so a lot of the river and the lake and um, the Czech countryside is phenomenal. It's so pretty. So I, I can imagine that, yeah, you spent most of your time out there with your friend. Yeah. So you were with, you were there in... Uh, I'm going to try to avoid the name of that town again because I'm so bad at pronouncing it. But you were there for seven years, you said. Oh, uh, yeah. At least we're studying there for seven years. Yes, yes. So that, and that's when you began to transition back to Pilsen. Uh, eventually you did move back. Yeah. Um, was that a big shock, do you think? Going from, Pilsen isn't 
a huge city, but it's definitely not the outdoor components take the horses down to the stream. Was that hard to leave your friend and that life behind and come back to Pilsen? Actually, not at all, because I was in the age where I really wanted to go out with my friends and to spend time with them. So we went for rollerblading with my friends that was very nearby and we were walking and it was very nice. It was a very nice period with my friends. We had so much free time and it was nice. Yeah, so you you had just the one friend three kilometers away to having a bunch of friends that are very close. And I always invited them to to come over and we drink tea and it was very nice because finally I was living just 10 minutes from my school. Yeah. I didn't need to go by bus every day, so it was nice. Yeah, so it was more of an easier transition to to come into the city and... It was the best decision, yeah. Yeah. And I started to go to Girl Scout before before that, even before that. So I was going to Pilsen every every week. Oh, okay. Once, once. So, so it was, it was familiar like, to... Uh, step by step, it wasn't... It wasn't changed. just all of a sudden, but yeah. you, you were born in Pilsen, you've been to Pilsen a lot, so it was like, it was a good, solid transition. And you stayed there for, well, until now. Pretty much. So you started studying, still, you said 11 more years to finish the gymnasium, which is our equivalent. Eight, eight years, yeah. Or eight, it was years eight years there. You start when you're 11, and then you finish with your, when you're 18, 19. Yeah, so how was, so you said rollerblading was, what else did you do with your friends in the city? I was, I was going for art classes. To paint and uh, ceramics, doing ceramics. Did you just I, I, jump right in? Was I was. There... I was already doing that before, uh, in in Novotinky, in in the small. When I was going to sing in a choir, I had a lot of activities, and I was going to scout, Girl Scout, and. So it seems yeah. like you came to the city and you're like, oh my goodness, I have all of these classes that I can go to. But I was already doing and... that before. I, I was just, I just continued doing it. Doing it. Were there any, were you taking classes back? Bef- yeah, on, uh, at the, the elementary school, we had these opportunities too. Oh, okay. It was nice. So it seemed, I, that's yeah. probably the easiest transition I've ever heard, <laughs> transferring to a new place, which is great for you because it seems like you had a normal, fun childhood. You moved a lot, but were able to do all your activities and uh, start to find some things that you really like to do. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I really liked it. And But that's when things started to get, I mean, for all of us, it, we, we have these, uh, we have this life beforehand and then we turn around 18 and things, all these life decisions start to come and press on us. And uh, it seems like you had a really good upbringing, you had good grades, you were a good student, and then you had to decide all of a sudden which route you wanted to go to, to complete your studies here in Pilsen. So it, when we were talking before, it came down to humanitarian side and a science side. How did you go about picking the right one? Or how did you decide between the two? Well... This decision came a little bit sooner because I was 16 when I needed to decide. 
Oh, you were sixteen when you yeah, made the Yes, and I, I just, I just didn't know, and because I had so such a good, such so good grades that I said that it because it is sad that the humanity studies are always you know the lazy people go there and yeah. Uh, so so I just choose choose uh, science sciences like scientific studies because I had good grades, but then. I tell to myself that maybe it wasn't such a good decision because I, I realized that I would like to become I would like to study languages and become an interpret or translator. So after one month studying it I I said if I could just go back to humanities. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem was that somebody else wanted to go to science scientific studies and I was holding the the place for mm. the girl. So when I decided after one month she already changed the school, oh, wow. and she, but she applied, and they took her back. So yeah, at and least you didn't it know, did. Though. It did have the, the good end, but I think that's a really interesting point, though, because so many of us, uh, I, I know, probably a couple, at least a couple people listening right now, they they choose based on, I guess, preconceived notions or the, that that stereotype that humanitarian efforts, you know, you make less money. It's it's for people that aren't, um, don't have the best grades, and science is for more of the good grades. But as I think you've proven, that doesn't really matter if it doesn't, if it's not good for you, if it's not a good fit. And so I, I was stuck in that too. When I came into to college, I just picked engineering because people told me that I was good at math and science in high school. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'll just be an engineer. But I had no idea what I wanted to do and was stuck with it, but maybe something else would have been better for me. So how, in that month, how did you, was there anything that just clicked? Was it a moment where you said, no, I don't like this after the first class? Or was it a gradual, as you took your courses over the month, no, this isn't just for me. What did it feel like when you decided to make the change? I'm trying to remember, but I think that I was already thinking about the university, which, and it was a process when I always decided for something, living it through one month, trying to uh, find out the most information possible about this specific subject or and then I found out that it's not actually for me. And then I choose, choose chosen something else and was thinking about it. And the same process all over again. It was so, so tiring. And then eventually, because my parents were translating and interpreting when they were young, and my father and his new wife, they are, uh, she is a translator. So mm. I see it every day, but... That's also the reason why I never thought about it. Yeah. So, but then it was like, why don't it, I really love languages. Why don't I just go and do this? Because I can imagine doing it. I really love languages. So then I told myself, well. I'm going to be like what? my parents. <laughs> I didn't want it to be like my parents, but apparently it's my way. I should, I should follow. It's really something I, I like. So where did the love of languages come from? So your stepmom and your dad were both interpreters. Were you just around different languages all the time? Or because you have an impressive number of languages that you can speak 
really, really well and are learning more. So how, how did you come to like languages or did you just start picking them up and using them? It was somehow pre-decided when I started to study when I was 11 because we had English, of course, since the elementary school. But I started studying French and several years after I started Spanish. But it was bad. I cannot speak any, any Spanish. <laughs> well, me neither, but, so don't worry about that. So I was studying it for eight years, French, and it just, well, when I spent so much time doing it, I don't know if I would like it if I didn't... I didn't study it. I really don't know. Yeah. So it was but almost somehow that little... it just happened, and then I had this. Yeah. Well, and I like I like to travel, so that's that's one of the crucial reasons because I really like to. When you travel and you cannot speak with the people, you cannot really get into into the mentality and the culture. Yeah. So you so had a motive great. to do it. It opens you... uh, the world. I would say. Yeah, I, and I love that. I love how you said that because you had, you saw how language was a key to unlocking new places and learning new things and your travel. So you think maybe it was the balance of that you were traveling a bunch with the studying of languages that it almost sparked an idea in your mind saying, oh, wow, this is really cool. If I, the more languages I learn, the more I can learn about people. And Yes, yes. So exactly, but I'm, I'm, I feel so sorry that I just cannot learn all, all languages because it's too little. I, 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 was, I have this tendency to learn more and more, but I just I cannot do it. I can study at maximum two languages at once. Otherwise, I just mix all together in my head. and. You start saying French, German, English, Czech, and all in one sentence, and then it just gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all mixed up in my head. Well, just the Already. fact that I don't know how you can study two languages at once. I'm <laughs> trying to study German and I'm just, I'm having a rough time <laughs> doing it. So it's just, it seems like you did find this love almost in the two parts, which I, I always love how people find what they like to do. And that concept of studying and then the in travel mixed together, you... You found something that you liked to learn, and then you found a use for it. And it almost sparked this inner interpreter in you. You're like, yes, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's true. And also, I, I decided to go to university to study translating and interpreting. But I thought that I'm going to be interpreter, interpreter because I didn't want to work with computer all day. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I'm going to... Exactly. <laughs> uh, if if it's going to if I'm going to get there, really, if it's maybe I'm going to spend my whole life in front of the screen, yeah, translating. But at least when you're translating, you can you can translate. And you're a free freelancer. You can translate from wherever you want. You can travel. Yeah. You can really you. The only two things you need is the internet and your notebook or laptop or something. Yeah. So it does check off a lot of boxes too. Don't want to sit in front of the screen and interpretation. Yeah, it gives you that travel component. But the uh, a good segue into the next part, becoming an interpreter has not been the most easy thing for you. It seems like you found something that you enjoy, but there are always doubts. 
especially when going to get your degree. And it, I think a lot, a lot of people run into this, but they were the best in their high school or gymnasium. And then they come to college, and now they're in a, in a class with just outstanding students, like the best of the other schools. And it can be really challenging to face the fact like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm one of the best for my school, but there are a lot of other really talented people. And that's something that you ran into when you came to university. So how, how did you mentally battle that? Or how did you combat the doubts and the thoughts in your head that maybe it wasn't for you after all? <laughs> It's a wrong question. I didn't. <laughs> it's actually getting worse and worse. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, but like, what's going on in your head? I know a ton of people go through it. So. Yes, of course, it's normal. It's just nobody was really studying languages when I was at my school, high school, and now everybody has been living in France for so long, and yeah. they are super talented, and I'm just the. You know the girl that's in the back of the room? Yes, she's also studying French. <laughs> well, that was me, so don't worry about that. I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from. I was in the back too. But it, I, I think that it, it, it means so much more, at least for me, it meant so much more not coming... I didn't have a ton of engineering skills going in, and you didn't have a ton of French skills going in, but here we are trying to learn, and... We're in it. We're still doing it, and but what what was the what do you think the most um, debilitating or the 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 thought that sets you back the most? Is there any one thought that keeps coming into your mind that seems to hold you back? Yeah, maybe maybe the, the thought that I I maybe it's not possible. Maybe it's just not possible. I, I'm not going to get there. It is yeah. possible. Maybe it's too difficult for me. Maybe I just I I I just won't. And it is true. Actually, you cannot get perfect. You you. I'm not going to be like a native speaker. Yeah. And I want to travel to other countries, not just to France and to to Greece. Yeah. Learn the language. I want to travel the world, not just if I if I move there and we're living there for ten years, then I would get what I need for the for the profession but I I am not sure if I I don't want to I want to mm, be spread my attention to more directions not only to this one thing because it could bring me money I want to you want to learn a ton of languages like you said before you like all languages and you wish that you could learn them all and and you're right, it does take an enormous amount of time to become fluent. And I think that possible thought, is this possible? Is this, like, this is really hard. This is harder than I thought. It can really, it can really drag you down. But it seems also within that you have more pinpointed on what you want to do. It, from, from my perspective, it seems like, okay... I could focus just on French to make me money, but I don't think that I don't think that's what you want to do. I think you want to learn a bunch of different languages for more reasons than the money, which I think is really important. But at the at the same time, does that factor into your equation? Does that factor into the next decision that you want to make for 
or how do you sort through those thoughts of maybe I want to learn more languages for this profession that you're studying for? How do you sort out the differences and try to decide which path to take? Um, it's difficult because I, I still doubt about if it makes sense to study university at all because if I finish my master's degree then I will get the same money as somebody in uh, like selling something it's not really good good salary you can get for it and it takes so much so much work to get there so that's the first point if it's worth studying it the second is if I'm studying the, the right right thing for me. But because I would like to do something outside, I don't want to be closed up all day Yeah. with my computer. I like my computer, but I prefer when, it's, when I don't use it. <laughs> exactly. And maybe, maybe I'm going to find something else that would satisfy me more and fulfill my what I need to be happy because this is very stressful and mm. the school is very stressful and demanding. So maybe I was supposed to go for Erasmus next year and I already applied and it was, it was, yeah, I, I already was, they took me. Oh yeah, you were <laughs> accepting. Actually, they didn't know that I'm I'm thinking about something else than going. Oh yeah. And and I didn't tell anybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool, but maybe I'm. We are just going to take a year off, and travel, and if I meet something that would be more right for me to do, mm-hmm. then I I won't hesitate. And if not, I can always pass few months in Greece and a few months in France and it would be much it, it will be the same as if I went for Erasmus yeah. uh, except that fact that I won't get money for it yeah to live there <laughs> but on the other hand I can I can see I can really do what I want so that's much more I always dreamt about dreamt about it so I'm happy that I can travel with Matthew yeah, it, it's I I love the idea because definitely this trip has given me a lot of I don't know it's like a gift to sit back and think about what you want to do next, and it seems like everything has come to a point where you're like okay I just need to maybe take a break from this and get some new inputs. Is that part of the motivation for taking the year off or? Yeah, definitely. But it's I I have this big problem that I cannot decide. It's like with the humanities and scientific studies, I just couldn't decide and then I changed it 10 times and then I went to the other subject. It's, it's, I, I, I'm changing my mind so quickly that I think that I really need time because I'm usually I do it spontaneously then I doubt about it. Then I change it again and again. Maybe I'm going to go for something scientific now after the one year. Right. Or maybe I'm going to come back and say, okay, that's perfect for me. I want to become an interpreter or translator. Yeah. You Who just knows? never know. You, you, never, you never know. And I think, I think it's a really good idea because mate, you're right, you never know what you're going to find on the road. And I, you've been traveling a lot, so I think, you know, it's, things happen that are just so unexpected. 
when you take the time to get away from and reevaluate your decisions. So I, I really love the idea that you're taking, plus if you go to Greece and France, then you're help strengthening your language anyway. Yeah. And so what, why, why travel though? Because you could just go to Greece or go home and think about it. But I guess why did you choose the travel over maybe another option for a year? Because I love traveling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I like it so much. It, that's something I really miss about being close up all the time, working with my computer. Because I, I and during the spring especially, yeah. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> the and spring and it's, go. It's, and... Yeah, it's the. I feel so young. I want to, I want to explore the world, and there is so much to see. I know that there's so much to see in Czech Republic. Yeah. Or in my town, of course, I don't want to forget about it and to go to, I don't know, Australia and don't see my own country. Of course, that's a little bit stupid. But yeah. on the other hand, when the, when I should go then now, when I'm young, I have a lot of energy. I have some. I have my boyfriend to travel with, and we. It, it's it's perfect timing, and yeah. I, I I really can go because I would I would be off for one year on Erasmus yeah. so it I it's a much better option for me yeah yeah and definitely helps everything that you're trying to do it gives you room to think gives you new inputs into your life to help you find the next step that you want to do and like I've been saying this entire podcast and I, I think to wrap up there's a ton of people that are in this dilemma I went through it we had a couple of people on the podcast go through it I like to call this area the gray area, where you don't really know, you're looking for something, but you have no idea where it is. And mm. as someone that is going through it and is in it right now and has made changes, though, I think positive changes, and now is thinking about taking a year off to continue trying to find it, what would you say to someone maybe just going into college and not knowing what they want to do and think they're being forced or predetermined into a certain spot, what would you say to someone to help them in that initial stage? Don't let yourself get manipulated in something. And when you feel too stressed, slow down. It's the only thing. That's also one of the reasons I really don't want to... I, I want to slow down and just walk and be, exist. And then you, I think that that's the way how you can find it. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it. I think that's exactly how you do it. You just have to bring yourself back to the present. And, and everything will eventually decide by itself. You don't have to push it. That's my problem. <laughs> I yeah. always try to plan a, something and then... It just doesn't work out. It, it's wasting your time. It's just when you calm down and let the things happen, not to get passive, but just feel how when the door is opening and you're not calm and present, you won't see it and you, when you will miss it and just continue waiting for something and you don't know where to find it. If you're not present, you, can, you, you, you will miss the opportunity. Uh, I love it. I think that's... 
Now it is the, the zen, way zen part it. of our interview. Yes, Let's meditate our... for a while. <laughs> <laughs> our own little zen moment to end the show. And Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun, especially helping us tackle a huge moment in our life that everyone faces from now, from forever. Everyone faces it. So thank you, Anna, for coming on the show. And we'll, we'll talk again soon. Two, thank three, you. Four. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. Thanks again, Anna Stapova, for coming on the show. Just keep searching, and I'm sure you will find what you're looking for. Keep up to date on everything going on in the Big Sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher at Gish, G-I-S-H, outofwater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milken for all of the oyster jams. Check him out on Spotify or at charliemilliken.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at patreon.com forward slash oysterworldradio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips, so don't miss out. Thanks again for tuning in to Oyster World Radio. We will be back in two weeks, but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life If I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about all time that's gone by It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene